We are back. We are back. And Alan, feels so good to be back. Daniel, it always feels good, man. And, you know, we have a good episode for you guys today. We had a, a great interview, which we'll get to in a bit. Problem. You said great episode today. Are they all not great episodes? They're all great episodes, but that's, you know, I feel like I say that every episode. Okay. I like that. Hot take. Hot take. Um, but yeah, great, uh, we had a great interview with Sam Mellinger of the Kansas City Star. We'll get to that in a little bit, but first, we got to go through the current and talk about what's going on right now in the world of sports. It's electric in here, man. Yeah. Electrical current. Whoa. Science. Stay in school, kids. Or not. Or not. Or adults. We don't want to segment our, our listeners. Yeah, no. Everyone should be constantly learning, whether you're in school or not. Oof. Always be growing. Love that, Daniel. Whoa. Hey, Alan, what's going on in sports right now? So, um, for us, sadly, the MLB playoffs are going on. We had a um, tough couple losses, the Tribe and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees, that ninth inning, though, was unbelievable. Yeah, I was going crazy. I was like making, I was like doing the Craig Kimbrell thing to try to get in his head somehow. Because you... Because it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Because... Um, one of my roommates said that uh, that that's what his team did. Like they had, the fans were doing like the Craig Kimbrell crane arm thing, mm-hmm. and um, and Craig Kimbrell had a bad outing. Then I did it, and Craig Kimbrell had a bad outing, and we were like maybe like a centimeter on the bat away of Gary Sanchez's bat from a gate a walk off grand slam. You think he was that, swinging for the fences there? Yes, I do. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I, I like it. He almost hit it out. He I got don't an like RBI at all. You don't, dude. Just. Next man out. I don't Just know. put the no, barrel the, the point, on the, the ball. The, the point is he had he had a hitter's count. I think it was like three one, and you know at that point like you're gonna get a fastball over the middle. He got it and he gave it a ride, but he was like five feet short. Right. What what was it though? Ninety eight miles per hour fastball. Yeah, you but it's, Gar- it's Gary Sanchez. So it's Gary Sanchez. Yeah, he hit it hard. He missed it a little bit. And like whether I don't I don't think he was trying to necessarily like hit for swing for the fences. I think it was more like he's just a power hitter. That's what he does. So like. Know. To, to the naked eye, it did not seem like it was even close when you watched it. Right, but it was close. Right, it was really close. It seemed like he got under it. That's what I'm saying, but he still almost got it out. In Houston, is that ball gone? I don't know, maybe. I don't know enough about or the park dimensions. It may be a double. In, in Fenway, it's a double. You think so? 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course in Fenway, it's a double. How far was the wall of the Green Monster? I think it's closer. I, th- I, I think... You know, Th- 305 is my guess. I was a green... Monster. I want to say 290, but that's too Green close. Monster dimensions. Three dimensions. 310. 310 feet. Yeah, that would have been a double. Uh, well, how far is left field for the Yankees? Well, let's see. This is raw, guys. You this know? is raw. This is like just chilling in the room this with us. Chilling. This is just how we hang out. Okay. I don't want old we, Yankee Stadium. We always record when we hang out. We be, Yeah, every one of... You know, if you know, to the highest bidder can get all of our conversations. Yeah. Bid started at uh, uh, two hundred thousand dollars to hear our, our very intelligent conversations about like who is the best. I don't know, like who is the fourth best draft prospect next year from the from the NFL. I can like confidently that. say we don't talk about that. We don't. I made that up. <laughs> yeah, it's like Cleveland's cool. I'm like, so are the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> That's our conversation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was rough. Um, I, I didn't find the dimensions and I kind of got lazy. I'm just going to say it's a double. Okay. I'm going to say it's a double. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. 
and it was sad. We came so close, and that and he had to like review the last play. So like we Dude. couldn't like, like like the def- like the loss hit us in waves. Like we're like we lost, but like did we lose? And it's like yeah, we lost. So it was like two waves. Of some losing. ways it's better, some ways it's worse. I would have rather like, the the last inning was so hard. Like it was exciting, but it kind of was like oh like like it got me back into the game. I was like, this is not like Chris Sale is in the game now in the eighth inning. Like we don't have it. We didn't look good. Um, and at that point, it's like, you feel kind of better about it. It's like, we didn't have it, whatever. And then we had it, and then it's gone. I would argue. You know? this, I, I got used to losing, and then I was like so convinced we were going to win. And then, you know. Th- this is a mini hot take. Like a, say like a, like a, a semi spark take. A warm take. Warm take, but like a spark of, of heat. But sparks can turn into huge fires. Right, that's, what, that's why it's a... A spark take. Love that. Spark take. Um, trade should we trade? Yeah. Okay, good. Patent, 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 patent. I don't think that's how patents work. Patents are more for whatever. <laughs> okay. Basically, I don't know. I think the best fans in sports are Yankee fans. Yes. In those types of moments. All right. Those Explain. When it's the fans' job to get in the other team's head... I think no one does it like the Yankee fans. Oh, we we just, we bring it, but the thing is, no one was there. That was the thing. Like a lot of people really? already left. Yeah, Yankees fans. Oh wait, no, no, the... I'm sorry, that's not true at all. I'm thinking of um the awful, terrible game three where we lost sixteen to one. Yeah, that was that, shocking. People left that. People did not leave this game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. This two back to back games, back to back nights. Jumbled it's raining. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, thank you for asking about the Indians. So well, you, you brought it up already. So like, you brought it up first. What do you but think? we're we're gonna to it. The Indians, unfortunately, oh. did he get swept? Yeah, swept by the the Astros. Yeah, they did. It's rough that they have to like the the Astros are like a buzzsaw of a team. They're so talented. Their pitching's you, great. They're hitting. Their lineup's incredible. You, you know, it's funny because like you just want to talk about the Indians and the Indians, but the Indians, I don't think, lost it. Astros won it. The Astros are just so Straight good. Straight up. They're just so good. And I think the really tough thing as an Indians fan is the core. This could be it. Brantley's a free agent. Tomlin's a free agent. Cody Allen's a free agent. Andrew Miller's a free agent. Kipnis might get moved in the offseason. Like, they were saying how the exit interviews were really emotional because, like, this could they be can't, it. Right, and they can't bring everyone and, back. Right. To and be it, fair, though. Yeah. That's not their core. Their core is Kluber, Bauer, Lindor Ramirez. That's their core. The I, other guy, those those guys I'm, have become like. Brantley had a really good year, but he's not there. He's not their core anymore. Um, I'm, I, so I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right, right. So I refer to core as like more oh, like than the core group of guys. The emotional core. These guys are staples in the it, Indians' um, locker room, and I would argue Brantley deserves to be in your core, up there with anyone. Right, but Lindor and Ramirez had a ridiculous season. Right. I wouldn't put most guys in the major leagues up with them. Right. Yeah, but Brantley's awesome. Brantley's really good, but, yeah. But, and I, I think, like, there's just this weird vibe. Like, they never got it done. They never, they were an out away, an inning away, whatever, a run away right. from winning the World Series. And I think they really wanted that. They really needed it. And baseball's such a tough season, long season, you right. know, and ju- to just come in and out, that's rough. Yeah. So, weird vibes for the Indians, but I really, really would like to see the Astros go back-to-back. What if it's Astros-Dodgers again? I would prefer to see Astros-Brewers. Me too. I want to see Astros-Brewers. 
Um, you don't want the socks? I don't want the Red Sox to win. Surprising, I know. You I want know. socks. I do want to wear and socks. socks. And sock. But, but not no socks. socks. S-O-X. Whoa. What's a player on the team for Boston called? A Red Sox? A Red Sox? Or a Red... I heard someone say a Red Sox, and I'm like, ugh. No, he's a member. He's a member of the Red Sox. He is a Red Sox. He is, which is so Red. weird to say. He's a Red Sox. Yeah. 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 It's exactly. Weird. It's Perfect. weird. It sounds weird. I mean, to be, it's kind of worse if someone says like he's an Indian, like if he's like not. To be fair, it's worse. <laughs> like. Um, should we let the MLB handle that one? Well, the MLB, that's not that's not for us to decide. Yeah. It's just like. That is how you say the team name. It's gonna sound weird. Sports do that, you know. Yeah. You know, like if the you're, second you break it down. Right, like like Syracuse basketball team, like like he's an orange. Or they're the Syracuse orange. Cornell's the big red. Yeah, like like what's a big red? He's a big red. They're a big, you know. It's weird. Like yeah. like we're Terps. That's dope. It's cool though. I like it. It it, it sounds good. It sounds good. Like, that's all that matters. Right, but like. You Red, know what, Red Sox definitely sounds the weirdest. Like, besides, what about orange. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan? Like, what's a brown? Like, I'm a brown. I'm a brown. It sounds normal to us, but I feel like to other people it sounds weird. You it know? sounds very weird. Yeah, I think it's named after Paul Brown, the first owner of the team. Yeah. Um. Then there are plenty of people with the name Brown, but. Right, hundred percent. But, but your name's not Brown, but you're still a Brown, basically. I'm at a heart. Brown. I'm a Brown at heart. This is an interesting conversation. Let's move on a little bit. To the most important news of the week. No offense to the Yankees. No offense to anything else that went on. Um, but uh, I beat Allen in fantasy. We talked about it last week. Barely. I won. I improved to four and one. Barely. Well, I, I won by a little bit, but I put up a solid week. Um, I made some questionable choices. I benched Kenyon Drake after he had a terrible week and then he had a good week. And I, I felt kind of dumb about that. What else did I do that was bad? Oh, I benched Aaron Rodgers. Because Why? of the matchup, and Matt Ryan had a really good matchup, and then he just didn't... Who did Rodgers play? He played the Lions. That's a bad matchup? No, he had a good matchup, but the, the, in, I, think, in, I think Matt Ryan was going against the... Um, who did they play? Hmm, I forgot. Okay. But okay. I think it was like it was a good matchup. The point is, my bad. I still won, though. I got Rodgers barely, back in the starting line. Hey, I, I, I lost by like four or five, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I won by You won, you won. I improved to 0-5. Um, but that's okay, because, you know. I'm, I'm taking the Browns approach. You got to lose. You got to lose. Next year, you got a really good draft pick. I better. Yeah. Um, but in my other league, obviously, I improved 4-1. to Daniel, I'd like to share a couple quick fantasy football tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, following up on last week, I still love TJ Yeldon. I don't know if that you was saw. Pickup, yeah. What? I don't know great. if you saw, but... Leonard Fournette, they're saying he might be out through the week nine bye. Wow. So you might have a RB2, maybe even low-end RB1. Yeah, I said it for a while. So TJ Eldon. Also, if you own James Conner, now might be the time to try to sell him a little bit. Mm-hmm. You think Le'Veon's going to come back? Is there any news on that? Or just, nope. just that we're getting closer to week Didn't 10? we talk about in the past how like he needs to be back by a certain date? And that's approaching. Right. That's still... By that point, like maybe again for the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. I you, go. You also, like still high on Aaron Jones. Um, I'm high on Aaron Judge, but, you know, he's out now. 
I'm sad about the Yankees still. I'm sorry I have to like, bring the mood down. Just saying I'm 0-5 in fantasy already brought the mood down enough. Yeah, but the Yankees, though. They had such a good... Can we talk about a team that has a very bad vibes right now? Yeah, because like I feel like we try to have good vibes. Right. So like we notice a lot when there's bad, obvious bad vibes. And so basically, what, what, what we're trying to do is put down other people to improve our own vibes. No, no, that's how we're doing it all. Oh, oh, oh. All we're saying is... <laughs> wow, whoa, come on. All I'm saying is, we feel like that on this podcast we have good vibes, and therefore the contrast, and when we see bad vibes, it's it's striking to us. Yes. And we see it, and we're like, whoa, we gotta we gotta address this and discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and yesterday there was some we there were some bad vibes coming out of Minnesota. Let me hear it. Um, twins. Not the Twins. Okay. Not the Vikings. Um, not the Wild. Little NHL reference right there. <laughs> Which is like an awesome name. Isn't but there a WNBA team from there? The Minnesota Winks, not the Winks. What about the Minnesota University? Not um not not the Golden Gophers. Not the Golden Gophers. I'm a Golden Gopher. <laughs> I'm a Golden Gopher, yeah. That's that's not a song. You know SpongeBob? Yeah, but that's not You're a goofy goober, yeah. You're a goofy goober. <laughs> are, yeah. we, are we gonna cut this or no? No, no, this is <laughs> wrong. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> editor, editor, producer, leave it. Um so got it. I will. The Jimmy Butler situation, <laughs> the saga, oh, yes. craziness. Um, he plays for the Timberwolves. We got to the Minnesota team. Right, crazy stuff. Basically, what ended up going down is we gotta start at the beginning. I think. Go get him. He wants to be traded. He doesn't like the vibes. To use the word vibes again, he doesn't like the the what he calls a lack of a winning environment in Minnesota. Um, so he wants to be traded. The team doesn't want to trade him because he's very good at basketball. Um, so they don't want to trade him, um, and he d- wants to be traded, but he, you know, season's starting. He showed up at his first practice yesterday, um, and he said some things to people that got people upset. For instance, he said to the GM, you expletive need me, um, you can't win without me, which is true, which is probably valid. He allegedly said to Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you can't score on me in... Uh, various in ways post. in the post and he didn't and he also led the uh, third stringers to beat the first stringers and basically called everyone soft and then he left man can we get the security camera footage from that please god it has to exist uh, can we get Jimmy Butler on the pod just to discuss um if you I want Carl Anthony Towns on the pod to discuss the yeah. other side of that you, you think we can get in touch with him maybe I don't know we'll see what we can do um but cra- craziness yeah Good content. My, great content. My number one question from the whole thing, how was Rachel Nichols in Minnesota one hour later? Yeah, I don't... That that was way too quick. I'm like, they already had a sit-down? And he's like, he's ready to tell, like he's it, ready to tell everything about it's it. It's like it was all scripted. It feels like a little bit set up. I hope it wasn't because it's like... I don't know. I, I Did Rachel Nichols get flown on a private jet to Minnesota? I kind of hope so. But... I don't know. It seems the timing of it is a little suspect. We may have to do a little, a little bit of a deep dive. Investigative report. Yeah. Wait. How? How? C, S N S I, criminal Sackenschaff investigate. No, that means that that means somebody's someone's investigating us. Find us on um CBS after the game. Yeah. 
after 60 minutes except for the west coast minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is it evening news in the west coast i don't know what's on the west coast but anyone in the west coast they don't get to hear that they don't get to hear that no they do get to hear it they do but no but maybe they say except on the west coast because yeah exactly fine so that's what's up you got it I've never watched 60 Minutes in my life. How would you feel? <laughs> I, I love some 60 Minutes really? segments. Yeah. I know. I've seen like the first five minutes of it accidentally while I'm reacting to football. But then I, I move on. The, the best on Then I go to 60 ESPN. Minutes. As a kid, I go to ESPN to, to, to watch Boomer go through the games. Not Boomer. Chris yeah. Berman. Yeah. His name, is, his name is Boomer. Why was I thinking Boomer or Sison? Because you know, Maryland grad. I'm, I'm a turp for life. Whoop! I feel like th- th- we're copying a part of my take segment. Sorry, part of my take. That's um, why I don't listen. Yeah, so you don't copy Because I'm original. But, but, then, but then I can tell you when we're copying, so it's good. Okay. Um, who, what, pardon my... What? what, what? Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, my best uh, 60 minute story that I have, uh-huh. and I won't take 60 minutes, Yeah. Uh, is when my family loves our TV shows, right? And the late games throw the scheduling off for the TV. Right. So there's definitely been times where 60 Minutes took up the first 18 minutes of a, of a TV episode and threw oh, us no. off our game. So now if you walk into my if you walk into my DVR, you don't walk into my DVR. That's if not how see, technology works. If you see my DVR, you can see that we record like all the shows after just in case so there's like overlapping. Bump. See guys, you got, you got to plan ahead. Is it, is it like... Oh, what's on Sunday nights? Like the mentalist or something? Ba- back in my prime, back in my day, I used to be able to tell you. I want to go with Madam Secretary. Nice. I could go with The Good Wife. I never liked it, so I wouldn't know. But I'm definitely feeling Madam Secretary. We're going to look at their current lineup. Take it away, Daniel. Just say something? Yeah, anything. Um, you, know, you know, while we're looking this up, I think it's a great time to give a shout-out to our sponsor. You know... I recently had an accounting test. I did pretty well. Um, Noah, Noah, I could have done better. If I had some Moa Lee tutoring. Um, B-school tutoring with Moa Lee. B-school tutoring. There it is, Daniel. If you're looking for some accounting help or any business help, right? Yeah. Any business help? Did you do economics also? Um, I don't think so at the well, moment. So any business school help? If you're taking a business class, if you're, if you're local at University of Maryland or uh, you know, UMUC, or Montgomery College, or if you want to fly in for tutoring, if you want maybe to fly he even does FaceTime. He may do FaceTime. We'll have to we'll have to ask him. Um, you know, Moa Lee is the best there is. Alan, as Alan says all the time, he brings the fire to accounting. He brings the heat. He brings the heat. He brings the hot takes. But but there are, it's actually correct. Let's just say his name. It's no coincidence. His name's Moa Lee. Hashtag right. goat. Yes. Um. He pack he packs the punches. What he packs a punch with accounting knowledge. And also, debits if, on the de- de- debits on the left, credits de- on the right. Exactly, debits on the left, credits on the right. Gotta watch out for the left-handed debit and right-handed credit. Exactly, boxing analogies, everyone. Um, Accounting analogies, everyone. Yes, basically, if you talk to Moa Lee and say we sent no, 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 and oh, said yeah, we yeah, sent yeah. you, you get a free session. Is Stop that right? It. Is that true? If I tell him, I don't know if you tell him. I feel like you're already with him, right? No, you don't. Well, what are you trying to say, Daniel? That. Don't you, didn't you already work with him in the past? In the past, yeah. So you can attest to his great his great quality. Oh yeah, I can. But yeah, one free session if you say Sock and Shaf sent you to Moa B School Tutoring 
Alan, do you have the information? Sunday night, 10 p.m., Madam Secretary. CBS. Nice. There it is. Yes. There it um, is. Daniel. What do you think, man? I think it's time to do our interview. I'm so down. Yeah. So we had to talk some Chiefs. You know, Pat Mahomes has been the talk of the town in the NFL. And we had an interview with Sam Mellinger of the Kansas City Star. And he gave us a lot of great information. And um, we hope you enjoy our interview with Sam Mellinger. We now welcome to the pod Sam Mellinger. Sam Mellinger is a sports columnist for the KC Star and KansasCity.com. We are honored to have him on the pod today to talk some football. Welcome, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so let's just get started with Pat Mahomes. Uh, taking the league by storm, the quarterback from Texas Tech. You know, being around the team, what, what, you know, really following these guys, what are your, like, what's like an insider's take on this explosion from Pat Mahomes? I mean, it's, it's been um, literally like more than I think anybody expected. You know, even the people that were super optimistic, even the people who in some ways put their careers on the line to draft it. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I think they expected him to look like, you know, in year two, three, four, or whatever. But for him to look like this right out the gate, in, in you know, in the first five weeks of, you know, his first year, he was on the team last year, but his first year as a starter mm-hmm. uh, is, is just pretty remarkable. And, and it really seems like he's the perfect quarterback for Andy Reid. Um, yeah. I know Andy was frustrated with Alex Smith not necessarily taking the shots he wanted to. And Pat Mahomes, he's a gunslinger. He can also run. Um, do you think that Andy Reid's already creative playbook has just totally opened up now to another level? Um, it, in some ways. Um, I, what I think is happening more than that, they're, they're using more RPOs. Um, that, that's kind of the biggest difference between this year and last year. But a lot of the plays, to tell you the truth, I think are pretty similar to what they were doing last year. And, uh, you know, I mean, with some wrinkles, for sure, with some wrinkles. They're doing more like, you know, not to get too much into the weeds, but a lot of like four verts and stuff like, you know, that, that, that they're taking from mm-hmm. uh, from Texas Tech with the air raid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think the two biggest differences, it, Alex Smith was actually, and look, like, the criticism was justified of him, you know, check down Charlie or whatever. But last year he became statistically the most effective deep passer in the NFL. You know, if you look at pro football focuses numbers, but the, the biggest difference is um, Patrick is doing that, like almost just as efficient, um, but he's just doing it a lot more often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's just as effective, but he's just doing it a lot more often. That's a huge difference. Uh, and the other thing, is uh, you know when a play breaks down, that's often when he's the most dangerous. When a play broke down with Alex Smith, you know, first of all, his, his pocket presence was you know kind of jumpy at times. But when, more importantly, I think when when he got outside the pocket, there was nothing that was going to happen except he was just going to run until the last second before he could slide. You know what I mean? Like he, he wasn't once he got out the pocket, he wasn't really looking downfield. His eyes came down, and he was just scrambling and and trying to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And with with Pat, he breaks the pocket, and his eyes never come down. He looks downfield. I mean, they, you saw that, uh, you know, perhaps most famously in the these first 
five games or whatever was, you know, the left-handed pass mm-hmm. uh, okay. in Denver on Monday night. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, when they had second and 20 and, and he broke the pocket and it was on the same drive, mm-hmm. that same last drive. And, and he finds, I think that was Demarcus Robinson, but, you, you know, um, down the down the right field, down the right sideline, yeah. downfield. I mean, those are the kind of things that, that he's doing. He had kind of an almost exact same play against San Diego when he broke the pocket on a third long. Like that, that's the biggest difference. The play calling, like I said, other than the RPOs, the play calling is pretty similar. Um, but he has better personnel as well. Sammy Watkins is an addition. Tyreek Hill is better than he was last year. So that, that obviously helps as well. So it's been noted this week by a lot of media outlets that the Chiefs often get off the really hot starts and then still don't really get it done in the playoffs. Sure. Is there something different about this team? Is it Pat Mahomes? Is it the personnel? What is there something different about this team that this 5-0 start is not really like an aberration like it is in some other years and it can really be sustained? I mean, I think they're different. I, I do. I, I really do think that this one is different than in the past. But, you know, that said, I think people should be skeptical. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's still the Chiefs. You know, they still have, like, their history and their brand, which is, you know, have good regular seasons and then break their fans' heart in the, in the playoffs. Like, that's kind of what they do. It's what they've done recently. So I totally get the skepticism, and it should be out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think this, this group is a little bit different. Um, well, they're a lot different offensively, and, and the quarterback is absolutely 100% the biggest reason that, you know, in the past, uh, you know, they, they were fourth uh, without double – I think they were fourth in, in points last year and fifth in yards. I think that's right. Uh, you know, so they were explosive that way, but the, the problem with that offense was it was all about, like, sort of keeping the trains moving on time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and Alex Smith was kind of an engineer. Um, but if you push them off the tracks just a little bit, they didn't have an answer, you know, mm-hmm. because there was no creativity. There wasn't a lot of, you know, downfield passing. There wasn't, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what's really different with this group. You know, that, that game in Pittsburgh, they would not have won with Alex Smith. The game in Denver, they would not have won with Alex Smith. You know, Pat gives them, you know, just a lot more margin for error. You know, both in terms of, you know, he can keep up with a bad defense, which they have, and, and he can also, like I was saying before, you know, make something out of nothing. You know, when the offensive lineman gets beat, he can get out and, and throw downfield to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey or whatever. Those, those are the biggest differences. But, uh, look, I mean, it's absolutely within the realm of possibility that they lose, you know, a 41 to 38 playoff game. Like, yeah. that is absolutely, you know, especially, you know, Justin Houston's hurt now. Uh, Eric Berry, they still expect to return at some point, but I don't know how you can trust that. You know, I mean, they, they've got a lot of issues defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrote a great article about Patrick Mahomes's relationship with Alex Rodriguez um you want to yeah. you want to talk about that a little bit yeah sure I mean it was you know to tell you the truth like I, I started working on this because I was pretty skeptical you know like because ev- everybody asked you know they asked Patrick they asked Andy Reid they asked you know everybody sort of around Patrick like you know okay you're 22 he was he's 23 now but at the beginning of the season 22 years old now you have to be you know a leader of men these guys are um grown men with families and you know, businesses and, you know, they, they need a leader and you're a kid, you know, how are you going to do this? And, you know, now more recently it's holy crap. Like you're kind of the biggest, maybe the, one of the biggest 
things going in the NFL, how, how is he going to handle the fame? And Alex Rodriguez's name always comes up, always, like almost without fail. Um, they always talk about, well, he was around A-Rod as a kid. And I was just like, you know what? His dad, you know, uh, for, if people don't know, his dad was a decent, you know, kind of an average or, you know, had an 11-year big league career, which is great, uh, relief pitcher. And he only played one year with Alex Rodriguez. I'm like, really? Like, how much of an impression can you really make, you know? Um, but according to his mom, his mom was great talking about it. And, you know, he learned work ethic. He learned uh, how to treat people. He learned, um, you know, respect and all these things. And it left a really big impression on him to the point where, you know, she said he thought he was Alex and dressed up as Alex Rodriguez for Halloween and, you know, talked about him all the time. And, and a lot of that stuff really stayed with him. And, you know, Alex Rodriguez is sort of the, the, the point man for that. But I think the bigger point is, you know, he was in these clubhouses and, you know, as a five, six, seven, eight, nine year old kid, you know, kind of seeing the culture, seeing how to, when people ask about you, talk about your teammates. When people ask you about the game, bring up your mistakes, you know, kind of little things like that. When, when Mitchell Schwartz has his 100th straight start on Monday night, be sure to give him the game ball right afterward. Mm-hmm. When Sammy Watkins catches his first touchdown with the, with his new team, be sure and go get that ball and give it to him. Like little things like that to kind of, you know, earn players' respect. It looked like he could be an absolute <laughs> prick and, and <laughs> if he's throwing 14 touchdowns and two interceptions and doing what he's doing, it would work. But these are the kind of things that, that work around the margins and kind of help support everything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think when we're talking about the Chiefs and if this uh, year's team might be different, just from an outsider's perspective, so much of playoff football, teams that are making runs, it's all about the vibe in the locker room, the the um, the soul of the team almost. And it sounds like Pat Mahomes is someone that can create that type of atmosphere. And, and um that that's really great to hear. And switching gears a little bit, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm a big John Dorsey guy. Um, he picked Pat Mahomes, correct? Um, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. What happened there? Why did he end up uh, leaving the Chiefs? Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I like John a lot. I think that um, he runs a hell of a draft. Oh yeah, uh, that's for sure. Um, you know, drafted Marcus Peters as well. Uh, wow. Mitch Morse in the in the second round. I mean, he, he's done a really really good job with the draft. I, I was, uh, you know, I'm not stunned by much, uh, but when that happened, I was stunned. And you know, the stuff. You know, this is kind of hindsight, but you know, sort of what you hear is that um, as a scout, as a personnel man, all that stuff. John is a 12 out of 10. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But sort of as an administrator. And as a boss, um, there were some holes, you know. Um, Therese Paler, who was our beat writer last year um, and, and is now doing a great job with Yahoo uh, as a, a national NFL writer, had a uh, really good story, the most insightful thing that's been written about it. And, you know, the quote that sticks out is, uh, you know, John would do stuff without telling anybody. And, and I think that was beginning to, you know, get to some people. And they were at the point where, with his contract, they're at the point where they were either going to extend him, give him a big raise, a lot of security and all that go forward, or, you know, kind of pick another way. And they obviously decided to, to go a different way. And, and Brett Veach, who, you know, at the time was um, the number three guy um, in the front office, 
you know, and then Chris Ballard left. He was the number three guy, I should say, in, in 2017 and with that draft. Um, you know, and then Chris Ballard left, I think, in February. He took the Colts job, and uh, and then Brett was there, and, and, and they promoted him. And, um, you know, I think Brett, you know, is one of these, like, you know, lives, breathes, eats, draft stuff. Um, so he's got that going for him. And, and he was actually, and this isn't hindsight, this was in real time too, you know, the one really pushing for Pat in the draft. He was the first one on him, the one that, you know, was trying to spread the gospel of Patrick Mahomes leading up to that 2017 draft. So, you know, he, he's got a good eye as well. Um, but, you know, look, like with, with, with John, you're asking specifically about John. Um, I, I'm a big believer that smart people who care about what they do can fix their mistakes. You know what I mean? Can evolve. And, and, you know, John's not going to lose that eye. You know, he's not going to lose, you know, sort of the ability to evaluate players. And, you know, if there's any sort of lesson that he can take from, from how it ended in Kansas City, I think he could be a terrific team. I thought it was an absolute like grand slam hire for that franchise because of all the draft picks they had, you know, it really fit his skill set really well and I think you're seeing that right like I mean the guys that he's had there um, you know I was just looking through some numbers and Miles Garrett had a sack in under two seconds this season that's 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 incredible yeah and and just from a drafting perspective he's just brought in studs Baker at one Denzel Ward at four these are guys that they were heavily criticized picks why didn't they take um Chubb at four and and Uh Chubb, yeah, Bradley, um, oh, Bradley the Broncos. Chubb. And why didn't they take um, Darnold one? Dorsey is a guy that just, I think, has the eye. And, and he even got this Gennard Avery, who's been in one of the best um, pass rushers in the, fifth, in the fifth round. Like, in Cleveland, we haven't seen a late-round steal in a long, long time. Right. <laughs> or, or a win, but that, that's changing. Right. right. Yeah, no, I think... Um, never know right and, and more gms fail than succeed that's just the nature of the business but um, i think he's really good um and you know i think they, they finally have a, a good leadership group there that they can maybe make some progress you mentioned uh tyreek hill how, how fast is he in person up close when you just watch him on the field or in practice no it, it, it's um uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. it it looks like he's just not human like i mean it's it's unbelievable it, it really and I mean that literally like the first time you know they had rookie OTAs and um, and first of all you know like when they draft him there was a lot of controversy um, you know just he was still on probation from you know he pleaded guilty to basically beating up his, his pregnant girlfriend and there, you know so there's a lot of controversy there uh, but you know the, the first rookie OTAs and I was among those who didn't think the Chiefs should draft him because they didn't know that by the way they, I mean they thought they were getting a, a return specialist um, <laughs> which Jalen Ramsey thinks he's yeah, the best, right? Right. <laughs> um, but that, that first practice it was just like holy crap I mean it, 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 it looks like he's running on one of those people movers at the airport like he's right. running like that and everybody else is just running normal It's and, and the other thing about him too you know there's a lot of guys and he was a track guy. Tyreek Hill was a track guy. But there's a lot of, like, track speed that, okay, then you put pads and a helmet on and cleats, and, and they're all of a sudden they go from a 4.3 to a 4.5 or whatever. Um, it looks like Tyreek Hill runs that, you know, and look at his handheld and whatever, but uh, a 4.24 at his pro day, it looks like he runs, like, a 4.25 with, wow. with all his pads on. It's just 
um, and change of direction. Um, he is an incredible talent, the, and and the the ball tracking skills too. That's the that's the thing that I think is making him change of direction and the ball tracking is making him a really good receiver instead of what they thought they had, which was just a punt returner. And you know, it's funny. Like his coach at West Alabama, we called him. We're like, hey, because he played mostly running back in college. Uh, didn't play much receiver. That's another reason why why he slipped and why the Chiefs didn't know what they had because he didn't really play much receiver. And so we called him. And we're like, hey, what's going on? Like, why didn't you play this guy receiver? And his coach was cool about it. his coach basically said, yeah, that one's on me. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah. So um, just to wrap up, last question. What what's are some interesting storylines to look forward to the rest of the way, both for the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, um, and also uh, the, the league at large? So what are some things that you're looking for and that our listeners should also look for? Yeah, I mean, I think like with the Chiefs, um, especially here locally, it's just sort of like, is this real to the point where in the division round, you know, um, which is where the Chiefs have really broken hearts in the past, you know, with the um, Tennessee game and, you know, I mean, they, they've been, um, they've been terrible. They've been terrible in their first playoff game. They have just absolutely been terrible, you know, um, and so is that curse, like, is this really the guy, you know, to push? Because it's easy to be confident right now when you're 5-0, and you've won twice on the road in the division, uh, even if they lose on Sunday to New England, which I suspect they probably will, you know, they'll still have a game and a half lead over because uh, I'm including the tiebreaker they still have a game and a half lead over over the Patriots um, you know for uh, for home field so like you know but that's a different thing than, than when the playoffs actually start you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and and so I think that is it and then also like is Eric Berry really going to play is the defense going to be just you know they don't need him to be good they don't even need him to be average but they just need him to make some plays every once in a while and and you know, not make it to where the Chiefs have to score a touchdown every single time. And and the league at large, I think, you know, I, I know I'm looking at this from a, a very, you know, Kansas City and, and Chiefs perspective, but I think the league, the league at large, uh, it feels a little bit like the AFC is open in a way that it hasn't been in the past. Um, you know, I know New England has a history of, you know, kind of slow starts and then they're always 14 and two or 13 and three and then uh, breeze through to the playoffs. But if the Chiefs can get home field, you know, that changes a lot with New England. You know, it's a lot easier to play them at home in the playoffs than it is in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just feels like there's, there's, you know, it's still the Patriots and they still have the coach and they still have the quarterback, but, it just feels like that sliver is open, and whether that's right. you know the Chiefs or you know even the Bengals or you know one of these other teams that they could knock that through. I think that's the thing, like you know, just sort of league wide. And and one other thing, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, like here locally too, the, the game in Mexico City where they're going to play the Rams. You know, the the, the Chiefs and the Rams are one two in, in most of the the power rankings that you yeah. see. And, um, so that's one that everybody here is looking forward to, especially be because awesome. uh, you know the Rams have a certain cornerback who used to be yes. with the Chiefs. And, yeah. and, uh, is outspoken and uh, you know so that, that one should be fun mm-hmm, yeah, definitely uh, thanks so much for coming on thank you okay thanks guys have a good one alright what a great interview that was amazing yeah thank you so much to Sam um, you know check out his stuff on Twitter check him out at the Kansas City Star check yeah. out that A-Rod article yeah, that A-Rod was pretty awesome really good article and uh, we're sure uh, definitely much more information than what he was able to tell us in our short time on the pod. Definitely check that out. 
Um, we really enjoyed it, and you know, watch out for the Chiefs, guys. They they may be for real this year. You, you know what's uh, so cool to me about when when you interview like a beat writer, especially someone like Sam, mm-hmm. um, for a specific team. There's like just like a depth of knowledge that you can't replicate. Like I, I would call myself a big NFL fan, and I think I'm definitely. I think I know a lot, not too much. I know enough. You know, he knows he's solid. About but. But there's a depth that you just can't replicate unless you're watching every game, Sunday, right. day in, day out. Around the team, watching the team, watching the practices. You have a, you can definitely tell that there's so much there. Mm-hmm. And they, they, we're just seeing the surface of right. it. Right, 100%. And it's really cool. It's I like mean, an iceberg. Right, the tip of you, it. You, you see, see the, the tip of it. Right, yeah. Right. It's like a tree. You, you, you don't the see roots. the roots. You don't see the roots, you just see the tree. It's like a skyscraper. You don't see the foundation. You just you, you see the you you see the foundation. Is the first level? I, I don't think, you, I there's, think gotta there's foundation underneath. That. There's gotta yeah. be. What what are we talking about? <laughs> Foundations. Donate yeah. to the Sock and Shelf Pod Foundation. We don't have a foundation yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit NFL. Um, one four. That is uh, the Giants' record, and they are worse than the Browns, who are what are they? Two two, two, two and one. one. Which is a cool record. 2-2-1. Two, two Could easily be 5-0. Okay, I'm not going to lie. 10% of me was down for uh, Joseph Miss at the end of the game last I week. I wanted a tie so Dude, bad. two ties is dope. Record-breaking. How do you feel about the 10-minute overtime for the NFL? I like it. I like it. Teams should be able to score in 10 minutes. It, it directly correlates with more ties, though. Right, and I don't mind that. Okay. Okay. I think it's Tie, Ties are fun. I didn't, I didn't hear about the rule, so I was like... Is there ten, like how is there already seven minutes left? It's like, crazy. It it goes quick. It goes really fast. Yeah, it goes really fast. Um, but I think the highlight of the NFL this past week, and definitely for you, was Saquon Barkley. Uh, was Odell Beckham Jr.'s pass to Saquon Barkley? Oh, that was awesome. Saquon is so electric, but that wasn't even Odell's biggest moment of the week. Biggest moment was the Sunday NFL countdown conversation with Josina Anderson with Lil Wayne of all people. Um, where he basically called out Eli for not taking shots downfield and not being that good anymore. Um, which is probably true. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Does he I, want I kinda, to be quarterback? I mean, he show, he, he has it the best passer rate in the NFL. 158.3. Does he mean maybe tied? It's impossible for anyone to have a better passer rating than Saquon. 158.3. One pass. One attempt. One completion. 57 yards, touchdown. That's so cool that you know how it works. I, 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 I saw it. I don't know uh, exactly how it works. I, uh, I saw that he has 158.3. do not know. Yeah, I don't know how it works either. Guys, in life, you got to admit what you don't know. Right. We have no idea how the um, quarterback rating stack Speak goes. for yourself, Daniel. You just said you don't know. You know what's confusing? What? QBR versus quarterback rating. Right. No, what? no. I'm sorry. We're talking about passer rating. That's what goes Passer rating, rating versus QBR. And QBR is QB rating. It's ESPN. Right. And... Who knows? <laughs> I know QBR is on a scale of, of like you know zero to one hundred. With that, QBR. Yeah, it's Scott Burke, Brian Burke, Brian Burke. Yeah, Brian Burke. Yeah, ESPN. Um, Analytics guy. The amazing Smith School of Business uh, has a sports business club where they basically bring in some really cool people to speak to us. And one of them was, I think, Brian Burke. Oh, yeah, Brian Burke. Yeah. Um, he basically has developed a lot of the 
uh, algorithms that is used by NFL for st- by ESPN for statistics, including like win probability and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing that we're in an environment situation where we're exposed to that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Yeah. Quick. So quick are you saying it should for... become like a tour guide for Maryland? Maybe I don't know. That was pretty positive. That, uh, that's a, that was good vibes, as hey. as you would say. As Alan would say. And, uh, as Alan would say. Uh, Drew Brees. Wow. That was a really cool moment, especially since he was mic'd up. You know, he got flagged. Did he get flagged? Did they got flagged. Oh, oh, and the post game, the, the, the po- celebration. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw. Ridiculous. I don't know. The NFL's got to just chill and just like let guys have a little bit of fun, a little bit, just a little bit of what fun. What does the NFL stand for? Not uh, no fun league or no not fun. for long. But if you want to, ooh, no, but that, that that's the net, that's the that's the the heavily used like one. okay. Just from an NFL perspective, don't you want to celebrate this moment? They gave him a like a piece, a laminated piece of paper, like, "Hey, you broke the yards record." Like they knew it was happening. Have like a plaque ready, you know? They had a piece of paper. He's like, oh, "What am I doing?" Whatever he's giving to someone. Like it's not, it's not cool. But you're the NFL. You're a billion dollar corporation. Give the man a plaque. <laughs> he just threw. He 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 has seventy two thousand one hundred and three yards. He's he's thrown for. 40 miles. Almost 41. He's thrown for 2,301.15957 basketball courts. That's I just, not normal. I just did that in my head. I didn't, definitely did not do it before with a lot of Google searches. You're brilliant. Yeah. To, to six decimal places or five decimal places. So, you know, whatever I try. It's okay. I, I, I'm upset about the flag. I right. And also, he did it on a touchdown pass. was awesome. And then you see what he said to his kids. Yeah, see, he see said to them, like, anything you work hard at, you can do anything. And apparently he says it to them every night. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what he said after the game. Steve. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, dad of the year? Like, excluding, our own, excluding our own fathers. 100%. Shout out to, to Poppy Saki. Yeah, Poppy Saki. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was awesome. And also, Todd Gurley, maybe after some records on his own, in his own right, he has nine total touchdowns through five weeks. That puts him on pace... For over 27 total touchdowns for the year. I'll take the which under. Would, you'll take the under? I'm going to take the over. I every, think he, every day of the week, I'll I, take the under. I, I, think, I think he breaks the Danny and Tomlinson's record. Really? Yeah. Like, do you genuinely think that? He has a I'm shot. genuinely going to say it right now. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a quick NFL. And we, we mentioned the... Recap so far. 2,300 basketball courts, right? Yeah, we mentioned that. Uh, let's talk more ball. Yeah. Basket. Yeah. I'll clarify. Basketball. NBA starts this Monday, Tuesday? It starts on the 16th, which is... Let me see. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday night. Sixers Celtics. Really? Thunder oh. Warriors. Back to back. Oh, that's amazing. That's going to be awesome. How come there's no Braun? I don't know. You got to talk to the league about that. That's, that, that seems like a mistake. Should, I think it should be Lakers Warriors. But... Nah, you got to have Russ KD. That's true. Russ KD. It, it's still amazing. Like, two of the, be- like, the best two teams in the East... Um, what a spoiler of our preview. M- NBA just knows how to do it. The, yeah, the NBA has grown in stature so much, just like by using its stars and like with storylines and drama. Like the Timberwolves are the center of the sports world because like one of like um, I'd say like a third team All NBA type player got mad at a practice. Mm-hmm. Like that's the NBA right there. And the NFL, okay, that passes. But like it's it, if it's not a big big name, it's happening everywhere. It's hap- It's in the NBA. There's so much good content and. As podcasters, we, are, the, we, we appreciate that. The, the NFL, in my opinion, is the better 
sports league, the NBA has a level of entertainment that cannot be matched. Right. And my, you just look, I remember talking about this before, you look around the league and there's just storylines everywhere you look. And as a fan, I was watching Lakers Warriors last night having the time of my life. Guys, it's preseason. It was it was the first half was played at such a high level. Also. Oh my god! Didn't Steph have like twenty one or something in the first half? Oh, oh he, like dude, the Lakers are gonna be good. The Lakers are gonna be good. Really good. Uh, um, not just because of LeBron, like their young core: Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma. Those guys can really play. What Lance about, Stevenson can really play. You see that one, the international shooter, Svimakaiwuk, the Ukraine maker. Ukraine maker. That's not my nickname. Shout out to Mark Titus. People call you that though. People call me the. People call me Mark Titus. No, Ukraine maker. Why do they call me the Ukraine maker? I'm not from Ukraine. Steven Mikhailuk's from Ukraine. You know his full name? No. Sviatoslav Mikhailuk. How awesome is that? that? He played four years at Kansas. He's only he's he just turned twenty one. He played four years at Kansas because he came in early. <sighs> He can really shoot the ball. Yeah. Did you so, see that video of when he wasn't missing? Yeah, he had 20 straight. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a lot of guys. And they also have, you can't forget. That JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Rondo. Right, Rondo. They, Lance Stevenson and LeBron together is the best thing. It's awesome. Do you see LeBron did the through the legs pass to Rondo to start the game? No, that's he hilarious. Did, it. it was awesome. Check it out, guys. Really good stuff. I feel like they're building the chemistry. LeBron's really good at building that chemistry. I feel like LeBron... We're going to see the personality-wise, we're going to see the LeBron that we saw 2007-2008 Cleveland. Mm. Kind of just having fun with his guys. Pre-game like, photos. Yeah, maybe not necessarily that because he's already done that, but I feel like the, the the energy level is going to be much better where there's not going to be like that. Like Last year, I felt like the Cavs were running on fumes and that you know like LeBron was just carrying them and like no one was really having a good time. I feel like now like he's with veterans – it was yeah. a toxic environment. There's no yeah. way around. He's, he's with veterans who like know what they're doing, like Rondo and, and Rondo. Um, but he also has young guys who can really teach and be who are really still you know really passionate about the game and can really play. Like mm-hmm. Ingram is an emerging star. Josh Hart can do a lot of things. I Lonzo, love Josh Hart. Me too. Silver Spring, Maryland. Shout out to the two hundred nine hundred two. Okay, all, that, that's a zip code. Shout out to the three hundred one. That's yeah. an area code. There we go. Um, yeah, it is a fun team, and they're going to be able to, they. I think they legitimately could challenge the Warriors because if we thought the Cavs could maybe possibly challenge the Warriors last year, which we really didn't, but if we like, we thought maybe. Cavs were right there. You cannot forget that. Right. The point is, like, LeBron had to put him on his back. I feel like LeBron can still do that this year, but Doesn't there are other to. guys that can really do things. Different skill sets. That can go out sets. and get a bucket. Dynamic players. I felt, as I said last year, I felt like the Cavs were a puzzle that, like, the pieces fit together, but the picture wasn't nice. Ooh. Remember I said that? Yeah. So I think the Lakers, right I now the that. pieces don't all fit together, but, but it, the pieces it looks are right. a lot nicer. It looks right. Right. Yeah. So watch out for the Lakers because they have LeBron James. So why don't we Lakers. talk... Excuse me. <laughs> Tired, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's still here. He's still putting in the work. still here. Um, East-West champions. All right. Who do you got? Um, so in the East, I'll do a, we'll do a hot take one, and then we'll do who we actually think. So okay. in the East, I think my hot take is the Pacers. Why? One sentence. Victor Go. Oladipo is really good, and so is Miles Turner, and they also have other good players. Great. Run on sentence, but that's okay. I had commas in there, don't worry. Oh, okay. It's still run on. Yeah, you got to clarify. It's still a comma splice then. I don't know. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Did you have a conjunction in there? Maybe. I don't know. Because if Who's you, to say? If you have a comma... Who else do they have? If you, you said... 
I feel like I'm leaving out a lot of good players. Oh, they have Doug McDermott. They have Darren Collison. They have my favorite player. Oh, Tyree, Kojo. They have Tyreek Evans. I love Kojo. They, they have DeMontis Sabonis. I was going to bring him up. But he, Sabonis he's is in the bonus. Yes. Corey Joseph. Uh, Oladipo and Turner, I think, are going to make even more leaps. People have been saying that Oladipo like, is going to be the most improved player again this again? year. Again? And like, people are like, wait, didn't he already make the leap? They're like, yeah, he's going to make another one. That's what's up. Also, native of my home state of Maryland. There we go. Shout out to the MD. And Tyreek Evans, the walking bucket. The walking triple-double. That's debatable, but one I'm going to say he's one the walking of our original bucket. hot takes. One of our original Tyreke hot takes is that Tyreek Evans would be, a hall, would be a Hall of Famer if he avoided injury. Yes. Yeah, because he had a really good Stats record. don't lie, guys. Stats don't lie. But Except we sometimes do. do. Um, <laughs> so, and um, my non-hot take pick is the Celtics. One sentence, go. They have Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, um, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. And there's only five guys who can play at the same time. They have so much depth, and I don't even know where to start with them. They're really good. Great. So And they can beat the Warriors. I agree. In the East, um, Cavs, Dark Horse, at the end of the day... Four years in a row? Three years in a row we've won the East? Yeah, no, and, and four years. And nothing's... And nothing's in, the, in the words of Tristan, East goes through us. Yeah, he's, yeah it, de- and, it definitely wasn't because of one player. No, and, no. and I, I think, like, right, Chetty's still there, and you need to... So people call him Turkish LeBron, and the people who don't call him Turkish LeBron call him I thought Turkish, they called him Turkabron. Maybe, but I've heard him be, be called Turkish MJ. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'll I, take MJ. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, the Cavs will play with a little bit something to prove. I think they're battle-tested, and I think that can go a long way. Might be a little too optimistic. And my other pick from the East, Boston Celtics. Um, same reasons. I think there's just a lot of scoring talent there. And defense. Like Al Horford? People say he's the anchor Man, of their I defense. Man, I can't wait for the NBA. He says he's the, the anchor of their defense. That's what's up. And... We have a great appreciation for Anchors, especially Anchor, um, the app that we're recording this podcast on right now. Shout out to Anchor. Anchor. You know, for you. making it our podcast dreams a reality. We're able to talk to, to cool people like Sam Ellinger about sports. and um, Very cool people. And we get to, very, very cool people. Sorry. Very, very, very cool. Yes. Um, and it's all possible through Anchor. So Thank you, Anchor. Yeah. Daniel out in the West, what do you got? Um, hot take pick, Jazz. Okay. Non-hot take pick, Warriors. Jazz, um... They're a team, a cohesive unit, and they have their star, their crunch time guy, and that's Donovan Mitchell. That's Joe Ingles, yeah. And Joe, and Joe Ingles. Jingles. Yeah. Joe Ingles can get a bucket for you, but not as well as Donovan Mitchell. And they have the best defensive center in the league in Rudy Gobert. So something to watch out for in Utah. And uh, my non-hot take pick, um, the Warriors, um, I'm going to run through their starting five when um, one of their players comes back. Mm-hmm. Who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention him. Okay. Point guard Steph Curry, um, two-time MVP. Shooting guard, Clay Thompson, probably the best shooting guard in the NBA. I Two love eight. Clay. Right. He once scored 60 points in 29 minutes while only dribbling 11 times. Um, small the, forward, Kevin Durant. That's the craziest part right. about it. I love he times. dribbled 11 I times. That. Right. Um, he had the ball for less than a minute in his hands for less than a minute, like for like 65 seconds. That's crazy. Um, small forward, Kevin Durant, um, like five or six times scoring champ, five times scoring champ. Probably going to go down. Of all time. One of the best players of all time. Probably going to go down as one of the best scorers of all time. Um, and won an MVP in two straight finals MVPs. Oh. Um, power forward, Draymond Green, arguably the best defensive, or at least most versatile defensive player in the NBA. 
Um, great passer. Can get a bucket here and there. And probably the toughest player. And probably the toughest player in the NBA. And open and takes Outside advantage. Outside of Steven Adams, yeah. Right. And takes advantage of a lot of the open space provided by the shooters. And they just added DeMarcus Cousins, who, before he got injured last year, was having the best the best um, statistical season of his career. He was putting up like 27 and 10 or 11. And had the best stats of any center in the NBA. So, yeah. That's going to be their starting five come February, March for the playoff run. Even without Boogie Cousins, they're the overwhelming favorites to win over 70 games and run through the, run through the league. With him, their weakness was inside rebounding and dealing with bigs mm-hmm. like DeMarcus Cousins. Now they have DeMarcus Cousins. Crazy. So that's all I'll say about them. Watch out, Clint Capella. Um, yeah. My West champions... I'm going to morph my hot take not. I think there's a solid chance Lakers can yeah. dethrone the Warriors. I agree. Uh, so, semi-hot take, Lakers, semi-boring Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Daniel, to wrap the section up, MVP and Rookie of the Year, who you got, and right. Most Improved Player of the Year. I got, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo as my MVP, but if Ben Simmons developed or is has developed a solid jump shot where he can shoot the mid-range a little more and be more of a threat offensively. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons can get it, mm-hmm. especially if the Sixers are a top team. Baby Brown. Right. I mean, LeBron's a different level, but like, Ben Simmons is also special. Right. Especially when he has the ball in his hands, be able to pass the ball at 6'10", like mm-hmm. he did, like he can. It's special. Um, rookie of the Year, hot take, Harry Giles III. Um, a few years ago, he was the top high school player in the country in the class of 2016. Went to Duke. But before that, he had dealt with two ACL injuries. Wow. Well, maybe no, three twenty ACLs. Um, wasn't really himself at Duke. Barely played. Like, only in the second half of the year, really. And played limited minutes. Was still drafted by the Kings in, I think, 17th overall pick or something. That may be a little later. Maybe 19th. Didn't play last year. Kind of took a, a redshirt year, basically. Preseason and, summer league, preseason and summer league, he looked awesome. Basketball IQ off the charts. Shoots the ball off the dribble well. He's a guy who can, you know, can can get up and, and throw one down. Not like he could in high school before with the ACL injuries where he was compared to Chris Webber. Whoa. Um, he was like the surefire pro. And then the injuries happened. And But he had some passes this week to Bagley. They run some, like, nice high-low stuff. Yeah. Where this, I you love see the instincts are stuff. off the charts. Yeah. He had one pass where he, like, off the catch. He caught a ball inside. Saw, saw, saw an opening. Had a guy on him. Behind the back, one motion. Whoa. It was really nice. He, <laughs> he seems like a guy who could emerge as like the number one or number two scoring option wow. on the Kings this year. That'd be great. And, and um, for most improved player, I'm going to do a few. I added. Um, <laughs> so here are my two guys. One, Miles Turner. Do you see this video of him in the offseason where he was like playing pickup, but he would start pulling up threes like off the dribble, off a of hesitation it Sounds familiar, don't remember. So he just looked like a monster and like so smooth like he was like he, like he bulked up a little bit but he also just looked so smooth and everything like was like there was no, like you couldn't tell he's a big man like he looked like a guard was doing it, but he's 6'11 and a, and a rim protector so that's one option for most improved player a second option is um De'Aaron Fox I was just talking about the Kings I love De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox quick as ever he has a jump shot now he's comfortable taking a three threes off the dribble and he's hitting them and it looks good like you can tell kind of by the way a ball goes through the rim, goes through the net, how it look, like how the shot is. 
it's really smooth. The arc is nice. Everything looks balanced. Structurally, it's a very good sound. Fundamentally sound. And I'm not surprised. He was a guy, he was a good free throw shooter, so usually that extends once you become more used to shooting deeper shots. And, th- and those are my two. Amazing. Alan, MVP. LeBron James. He Is he good at basketball? He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Stayed in Cleveland to be a little better. Wow. Um, rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. I like it. He just looks NBA ready. He, for a guy his age, big body, he can, he very can athletic. It. He can handle he it. He can handle it. I mean, there are just so many teams I want to watch. Doncic on the maps. They, they have a fun team. DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr. Dirk. Dirk. And, but Doncic is the star of them. I think Doncic is the guy. 100%. And like, the, the other guys are good, but Doncic is the guy like, that could be a transcendent even, player. Even Kings sound fun. Um, right. The Hawks, Trey Young, he, he had a 35-footer to win to win the game yesterday. Our, our boy Kev Herter. Kevin Herter's on that team. Um, He's a good player. Most improved Terp. player, Markel Fultz, jump shot pending. I, I think he, I think he has it. He put in a lot of work this summer. Good. Worked with uh, Drew Hanlon. You know? Legend. Legendary Drew Hanlon. Drew Hanlon worked hard this summer, man. Oh, yes, he did. I saw a video on him. He like wakes up at 7. I saw that. Leaves, it was awesome. Leaves the gym at 12. Midnight. Oh Not God. midday. Midnight. Ah, uh, Daniel. It's a little warm in here. Yeah, it is. But just before we get to this, I don't want to get in the way of your amazing transition, which is coming. Don't worry. But we're going to be talking more NBA. Don't worry. That was like a little short preview. Next week, we got a big NBA guest. Stay tuned, okay? Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Alan, you were saying about the temperature in this room. It's getting hotter by the second, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Forget what we said last week, guys. Yeah. Hot take coming right now. Ready? France. MLB playoffs are overrated and potentially rigged. I don't agree with Hot that. Hot take. They're rigged. That's why our team's lost. Says the Yankees fan. Says the Indians it, fan. No. I, are you not, you're not I, that bitter? I'm still really bitter. I'm not that bitter. Here's the thing. The MLB playoffs are really fun when your team is in. But now <laughs> I'm upset about them, so they're overrated. Hot take. NBA preseason. NBA preseason. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yankees 2019. Everyone, enjoy your NBA preseason games. Try and enjoy MLB playoff if, games. If you can anymore. If your heart wasn't ripped out. Sock and Shoff, we it? are out. Have a good one. Next week.